0: Coming up on NBL Now, the aftershocks of the first coach sacking of the NBL 24 season. We talk about what it looks like next for the Illawarra Hawks and a couple of the leading candidates as well. It's Joe Lawalichur putting his name up once again as the best big man in the competition. Alex Tui and the latest on the next stars and a big test for the Cairns Taipans against Perth tomorrow night. That's all coming up on NBL Now. It is the 15th of November. The season just continues to roll on. Great to have you with us on NBL Now. I'm Jack Heverin, alongside my running buddy, Derek Rucker. Ruck, good morning to
1: you, and let's start with the Illawarra Hawks, the biggest story in the NBL right now. It certainly is, and look, firstly, I don't think any of us take any great pleasure in seeing someone lose their livelihood. So there's a touch of sadness anytime this situation occurs, but unfortunately, the nature of the business and professional sport requires that this happens from time to time. I probably would have retained the coach and made some personnel changes, but they've gone this way now, Jack, and you can't say it was the wrong move. But I I'm very curious to see how this goes now and how those players feel emotionally on the back of this change. So, there's a, couple, there's a few different
0: things I want to talk about here with you. One is the timing. I know that the guys spoke about this on overtime last night, and Cam Luke in particular was pretty pretty strong that the timing was off. What do
1: you think about the timing of this decision? I probably would have given Jacob through the FIBA break and probably given him until Christmas to turn this thing around. Uh, but, you know, perhaps there were other things going going on that we are privy to, that were destructive or maybe not conducive to rapid improvement within that time frame. Now, the thing is, where do they go from here? Mm. I'm sure it's very awkward around that around that practice facility of the day. It's always an uneasy feeling when an import is cut or a coach has changed. I've been in that situation. And it never feels good. It takes some time to get used to the change dynamic. But look, you know, thunder only happens when it's raining, Jack. And there's chaos and mayhem down there right now. They got to sort it out real quick.
0: Thank you, Stevie Nicks. Appreciate that. Um, the, David Lowry was really strong on our emergency edition of NBL Now yesterday and, and said that the players need to take ownership and, and in many respects should be ashamed. Now, he's obviously a proud player, Illawarra Hawk from days go by. Put
1: your players hat on for a second. Do you agree? And how do you think they'll be feeling? Damon is biased. There's no doubt about that. But just because he's biased doesn't mean that he's incorrect with his stance. And the players, I think Damon said 50%. I think the players have to take a greater stakehold in what's happened. I think it's up around 65 to 70%. Some of those guys have been terrible this year, Jack. And some of those guys who I'm talking about, I thought were going to be significant impact players in the competition, guys that were going to lift Illawar up into a play-in contention position. Now they've got their work behind them. And look, I get it. Like, as a player, sometimes your rhythm is thrown off. You're not vibing with the coach. Changes are made that don't suit your game. But still, Jack, it's basketball. When you're on the floor, just go out there and hoop, do your best, defend, shoot the ball. Just play good, solid basketball. Do everything you can to help your team try and win games.
0: So I've been interested in the debate on the quality of the Illawarra team. I will absolutely put my hand up and say that in preseason predictions, I had them as a play-in team, as a minimum. And I thought that on paper, this team could be a top-four team. I wonder whether they thought the same. So I guess my question to you, Derek, is did I and perhaps Illawarra get wrong the the capabilities of this roster on paper,
1: or is it just not clicking for it? I don't think you're too wrong in your assessment of their capabilities, but somewhere from the paper to the court, it hasn't come to fruition. Maybe the guys believe too much in themselves, Jack, with no real track record of producing at the NBL as a collective group. Um, Certainly, I thought the rotations have been poor all year long, but there is you know, it's reality versus expectations. And I think most of us that watched that team in the preseason up on the Gold Coast came away with similar expectations. This team can be competitive and cause some problems. It hasn't happened. And realistically, I have them at zero quality wins this year. Zero quality wins. And that's tough. Lastly is that what happens next.
0: So... Justin Tatum will take over this team in the short term. Um, there are names already being thrown around. Brian Gawson appears to be a no. It, it, it seems to be a pretty consistent message from Gawson. He wants to focus on the Boomers team and just stay with that for now. Trevor Gleason hasn't said no, but does this, does this feel like a
1: Trevor Gleason job to you, Ruck? Let's be real. It's the worst job in the NBL to take on as a coach. I would think that it's more along the lines of a first-time coach. But then if you're the Hawks, you have to be really careful with your analysis and evaluation of that potential candidate. Is he somebody that can stick in here for the long run? They need someone to fit like Adam Ford fits in cans. That's what they need. I understand the alternative going after a Gleason, going after a Gorson, going after a Joey Wright. Hell, I'd even revisit Rob Beveridge and see if he'd like to come back. Those guys bring instant credibility, but there's a trade-off. With that instant credibility, you're paying a significant price to lure those guys back down to the call.
0: Let me throw a couple of names at you then in that case because quite often, and we've seen Justin Shuler so far so good at Brisbane, he's really made this group stand for something. Quite often in sport in this situation, Derek, the top teams get pilfered first and the lead assistants and the main assistants at the main teams get pilfered off first. So... Judd Flavel's name was thrown up last night by Liam on overtime. Love it. I think Judd would be a fantastic candidate. I want to throw a couple else, a couple of others at you as well. One is Jacob Chance, who's worked under by Trevor Gleason, Scott Roth in Tasmania, and now Dean Vickerman at Melbourne United. Like his his credentials stack up as a young coach in this league. Another I want to throw at you that should be strongly considered is Fleur McIntyre. She's worked under Chase Buford. She's won two titles as a lead assistant coach. She's now, you know, the, the the number one voice for Mahmoud Abdel-Fattah. There's just a couple
1: of local candidates that I think would be worth looking at. What about you? Jack, I hadn't even thought about Flora McIntyre, but what a great option she would be. I don't know how easy it would be to pull her away from the Kings um, over the long haul. I think she was offered a position in the WNBL last season, and she didn't opt to take it. Um, But if we're going down that path, uh, there's Tracy York out there. Tracy York was Joey Wright's assistant for a long time. And, you know, when you're looking, when you're the Hawks, as I said, okay, you may have to think outside the box. And perhaps you do try and pull a Floor McIntyre. She's won back-to-back championships as an assistant coach, and we see on Sundays her input down there in that Sydney Kings uh, huddle. In the way, and she does development work. She covers a lot of a lot of pages in the book of coaching. So, I mean, that's that's one you caught me off guard with, but a very good one.
0: And the last thing on this, uh, the temptation I think is always to look overseas straight away. We got some great candidates in this country, so I'd implore Illawarra to
1: look locally. Not saying don't look internationally, but look locally as well. One hundred percent. Let's you know, let's. Certain clubs can do that. They have the power. They have the resources. The Sydney Kings have their formula down. They know how they want to do it. But just because they're winning championships doesn't mean you can extrapolate what they do to your program and it's going to work. Go local, Illawarra, and make it happen couple of other things
0: I want to hit you with, Ruck. Joe yep. Lawlett-Jewall now back in the league, looks to be back to full fitness, averaging 17.5 points a game, fifth in the competition for rebounds. He's one of the leading shot blockers. Melbourne are 5-1 with JLA in the lineup this year. The debate around the best big man in the competition, does he now belong in that discussion?
1: Well, I've always had confidence in his abilities going back to when he just started the Pearson, to pierce into that Melbourne United lineup a few years ago. He had a bad night against Perth. We talked about it last week right here on this show. But he came back strong, 10 of 16 from the field, 26 points, 11 boards, two blocked shots. And I like the fact he didn't get himself in foul trouble. Mm. He was able to stay on the floor. He recognized the moment and he delivered. And Jack, I think that may have been his finest performance as a Melbourne United player, given the context. So that's a yes. He's in the conversation? Big time big time. I don't know who can go with him when he's on top of his game. I thought Saar and Pender did a good job against him on that Monday night game. But I think as we analyze what he's done over this season, that maybe maybe was just an outlier, Jack. Tomorrow night, we start the round with a Thursday night doubleheader. I love
0: this. uh, New Zealand take on Tasmania at the Silverdome first up. And then it's Perth versus Cairns, Ruck. Now, can't fans say that they're not getting a lot of love this season? So here's their opportunity. Here's their moment. They're 4-4 four and four against
1: a Perth team who are resurgent. This is an enormous test for the Taipans tomorrow night. It is. And I think that they get a lot of credit from the media. I think everyone respects what they do. We love the passion they play with. Part of their problem, Jack, is they can't, they can't get a full lineup out there. They can't stay healthy. It's this. It's that. You know, Bobby Clinton was out last week and they could never get the continuity with their lineups to to allow us to evaluate what they can do as a full strength team. I think personally, if you have a full strength Cairns and you have a full strength Perth, the Taipans are the better team. That's my opinion. There's not much in it, but I just think Cairns are slightly better fully equipped. Now, how do they handle Perth right now? Perth are hot, they're cooking. Somebody better get on Bryce Cotton. Tajir McCall, that is your that is your duty. And please, please stop fouling Bryce when he shoots three or <laughs> shots. We've been saying this for how long? <laughs> it was three, Jack, it was three times in the first half the other night. It's inexcusable. Just get a good contest and, and do your best, but don't foul him. You build his confidence so much when you do that.
0: Lastly, Xavier Cooks. We were kind of hoping that Xavier would end up back here in the NBL. For now, he won't be. He's signed in Japan to play with the Chiba Jets. He and John Moody will be in the same lineup, which is fascinating as well. We, What did you
1: think when you heard this news? Surprised? Agree? Is this the right move? Well, I kind of felt that it was going to be Asia, either China or Japan. Obviously, there's more money in China, but the basketball structure and standard isn't as good as it is in Japan. So if you want to work on your game and really make sure you're staying sharp for the Boomers, in Zave's case, you know, he wants to be playing high quality basketball. He's probably taking less money, but I don't think money is an issue for him right now. The NBL was always going to be a long shot because the Kings, I believe, formally retained his rights and have first right of refusal. So I don't know how they were going to be able to slot him into the lineup. And I know damn well they weren't going to allow him to go south, another NBL team. So Zay's probably in the right place. I always think it's good for Australian players to go experience a different basketball culture. And uh, good luck to him over there. Chiba Jets are a strong, strong club. And I'm sure they'll be very happy with uh, Xavier Cooks. Rock, always
0: great to spend Wednesday morning with you. We'll see courtside on Saturday night and on Sunday in Melbourne for the last game before the FIBA break, Melbourne versus Sydney. Oh my goodness, that's going to
1: be massive. Going to be a big one. Looking forward to it.
0: Thanks for being with us on NBL Now. We'll catch you tomorrow.